from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist, Methodist to, to the, the Guys, we're getting slower and slower pretty soon. The first 15 minutes will be mad. <laughs> I would not be against that if, if that did happen, just to let yeah. you know. <laughs> Do I have to be there? Just kidding. We can just, uh, I'll just copy and paste your voice for 15 minutes, Beth. Okay. So it just keeps on like a loop. Just over and over. Right. Wow. Yeah. That, that could maybe uh, be a feature, some sort of a song in, in the, the podcast at some point, if we did something like that. Sure. Maybe we can put you in charge of that, Tim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just volunteered. Wonderful. <laughs> Speaking of, Tim, how are you doing? How was your week? So I actually came to some new insights uh, implementation of those insights is uh, to be determined, but I think that they could actually be really helpful for the audience. And uh, what I can say is three different points. Um, the first is um, I'm interpreting stress differently. So um, they actually have two types of stress interpretations. There's eustress um, and distress. And typically when we think about stress, we might uh, be inclined to think about distress. Um, and so <clears throat> I started looking this up, the, the difference between these, and I'm like, okay, so you stress is kind of like the thing that you would experience when you're exercising or doing some sort of like uh, fun project at home or something like that. And then distress is usually what we think about, like maybe we're at work and we have some deadline and we have management all over us about it or something like that. Um, and then after I looked into these differences, I happened to stumble upon this TED talk about, uh, let's see, I think the title was uh, How to Make Friends with Your Stress. And one of the important things, I'm not going to go into all the detail on the, on the talk, but uh, one of the most important things in the talk was that uh, they did a study, a big study, uh, that they they went for eight years, and they asked two questions. The first is, um, how much stress have you had in the past year? And then the second question was, uh, do you believe that stress is harmful for your health? And uh, what she said was that the people who said no to the second question, that is, they thought that stress was not harmful to, to their health, uh, and they underwent a lot, a lot of stress, they had among the highest life expectancy. So that made me realize that it's so important to interpret stress uh, as positively as you can throughout your life. And so that that's just totally changed my perspective on things. And I've just felt a lot better uh, as a result. And then the second thing that I've come to is uh, instead of thinking about delayed gratification, like that term in particular, I, I started feeling like that was like a neutral or just not so helpful word for me. And so I came up with a better way to think of it. And I, I call it the pursuit of future rewards. Um, and okay. so uh, like you can't actually attain a future reward unless you pursue it. 
And so then you're just stuck with your immediate rewards or your instantly gratifying rewards. So I, I thought that was very interesting. And then finally, um, I think it's really helpful to try to seize the moment and do something meaningful. Like whenever you have just like five or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, get started on something, pursue some future reward or do something immediately rewarding, but, but just make the best of your time. So yeah, uh, as far as implementation of all of this, I, I can't really explain. <laughs> so I guess I'll leave that for next week or something. I don't know, but. We'll see where it lands, Tim. <laughs> You know, I do want to mention, though, you you talked last week about habits and forming habits, and that was part of our conversation. Mm. And I remember texting, and I want the listeners to know that little does Tim know, he has formed a habit by showing up on Mondays around six o'clock to record the podcast. So you have formed a <laughs> habit, and you didn't even realize it. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Because <laughs> we're on this is our eighth week in a row at this point. Wow. That yeah, yeah that, that that's for sure a habit right there. Like what do they it say? Is. Like a few weeks or something like that. Now, now it's just solidified. We're just we're, for we're, sure. we're tuning into this podcast. We're uh hopefully sharing a helpful message to the audience. And uh yeah, I, I and it's just been a wonderful time here in this podcast. So I'd yeah. say this is a good habit. It is a good habit. And it's not like we would shun you if you didn't show up. I would. <laughs> Just don't ever not show up, Tim. Right. No. <laughs> yes, I need to be very careful now. <laughs> Beth, how are you doing? I, I can only assume Sunday was very busy for you. But um, how, how was this past week? Well, this past week was pretty busy. Um, I felt like when when deadlines come up, like trying to plan and host an entire trunk or treat for the church, um, all of my other goals and whatnot just kind of fall by the wayside because I'm just like in survival mode, just trying to keep my head afloat. So Beth's health journey wasn't so great this week, but this this more or before at five o'clock I listened to the podcast or not the podcast the sermon and then at 5 30 I had Craig help me walk the dogs so other than that I didn't do anything today um and yesterday I'm not gonna lie was really rough um I started my day out getting out of bed without my glasses on because I had to go to the bathroom and I immediately stepped in a pile of dog poop with oh. my feet. Oh my and, gosh. And I thought, gee, I hope this isn't a sign of how the rest of my day is going to be. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> and everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And before I came to church yesterday, I went to Dutch Bros and they had a new, I really like their Rebel Energy drinks. Mm -hmm. they make and they had a a sour candy one which was supposed to be like sour patch kid flavor with the watermelon sour patch or whatever i'm sure it's with chemicals and all this other stuff that we don't want in our bodies but <laughs> that's what i wanted yesterday and the barista told me oh i'm sorry we're out of that flavor 
And I wish I was joking. I almost cried. I was like, this is the thing I wanted more than life itself. But what happened was (laughs) because I was that upset about not getting the, the, the order that I wanted, it reminded me, you seem more weepy than usual. Did you take your medication? (laughs) (laughs) And so I took, I took that reminder. Dutch Bros is like five minutes away from my house. And I was like, good call. And I went and and got my medication. And um, I've spent a lot of the day trying to reframe everything. Like, like with me almost crying because they didn't have the drink I wanted. I was like, oh, that was just a reminder that I need to, you know, take my medicine. And, um, and anytime anything went wrong, I, I was like, this is just a reminder that nothing goes as planned. And, um, so I was trying to reframe the bad stuff instead of getting stressed and it, it sort of worked, but I've also been thinking about um, the sermon that Pastor Jim did a couple <laughs> weeks ago with I can't for I can't remember his name, but he was the one with all the levels and and he oh yes yep for the Phoenix Suns, not the Arizona Suns. I was corrected by Pastor Jim on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like Phoenix is still in Arizona, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I keep thinking about um, what he the question that he that guy asked, what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail or if you knew you couldn't fail? Yeah. My answer for that question was a trunk or treat boutique, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, so cool. And another thing I was going to mention is I've been listening to our previous podcasts because so many people come up to me and have things to say about the podcast and what we were talking about. And I never remember what we were talking about. So <laughs> I'm like, I better listen. So I know what our quote unquote fans are saying. And so I know what they're talking about. So I was in the car listening and it was the episode where Pastor Jim was on and I was kind of zoning out a little bit. and then. All of a sudden, I hear Pastor Jim say my name, Beth, and I'm like, "Whoa, what?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like for a second, I thought he was talking to me in the car, and and it happened another time when either you, Jessica, or Tim said my name. I was like, "What? Huh? Oh yeah, okay." <laughs> in the podcast, no one's trying to get my attention while I'm alone in the car, and that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome, you, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I love how last week I was like, I just want things to slow down. <laughs> and last week was nothing but I had to write down everything that happened last week because it was too much. So last Wednesday and Thursday, I attended the Television Academy's Media Educators Conference. And so Um, For anyone who doesn't know who the Television Academy is, they're the ones who put on the Emmys, the Emmy Awards. And um, so I was able to kind of see things that I could um, encourage our students to focus on in terms of getting jobs in the industry or 
things to prepare for, especially as students. And so that was a lot of fun. But if you're like me and you're sitting in front of people that are giving you so much information for three consecutive hours or more, you're just you're so drained. So I experienced that for a couple of days. The bonus was that they gave us free food and coffee. So that kept me alive. But um, then on on Thursday, though, was Amber's birthday. And so I took her out uh, for dinner and we invited our neighbor, Kathy, who we absolutely adore. Um, we call her Aunt Kathy because our dogs love her. She takes care of our chickens or any of our animals if we're out of town and vice versa. We kind of convinced her to get chickens and then she went down the rabbit hole or the chicken hole uh, and just got her own. And so now we're all chicken friends. And, um, and then on Friday, I surprised Amber with tickets to Carly Pierce, who's a country artist. She's a Grammy award-winning country artist down at the Wiltern. Little did she know was that I had also invited a couple people from our church, Abby and Peter, to surprise her and they showed up at our door, rang the doorbell and Amber was like, what? And so they came with us and we all went down to the Wiltern together and we watched uh, Carly Pierce and it was, it was so fun, but we got home at like one in the morning. It was, I was so tired. (laughs) Um, And then Saturday we baked all day to prepare for the trunk or treat and the boutique. And then the boutique took place and it was like five degrees and heavy winds is kind of what it seemed like, which makes you incredibly exhausted. And so by the time we got home around six-ish, we were like done for. And then today was orientation, the first day of the term for our students. And so we had to lead a campus and an online orientation, which was from like 9.30 in the morning until about three o'clock in the afternoon. And then I drove home. And now I am here and I feel like I did not do anything I said I was going to do last Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with all of that being said, I, you know, it was busy, but I think it's, it's fun to like involve yourself in things that are always bettering you. And I felt that, you know, I was able to do that. And I always also was reminded of the importance of surrounding yourself with good people and going to the the trunk or treat. It was, I loved seeing everything that everybody made. Like Beth, I had never seen so many things that you could make and it was so awesome. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, we need to do this every season. Like people need to see yeah. this. And so even Miriam with her quilts, like, oh my gosh, it's just everything or her blankets, not quilts, her blankets. Yes. she like hand crocheted needle and crocheted. I mean, it was just, I, I was blown away, blown away by all of the artistic and creative people that are part of the church. And um, anyways, it was so at the end of the day, it was incredibly exhausting, Mm -hmm. but you know, I, I know that there are people that we read about in the Bible who walk like hundreds of miles. So I think what I did was like (laughs) very, Minute compared to that. So (laughs) I'd rather do this than walk a few hundred miles. Just saying. I think the proclaimers walked a thousand miles total. They walked 500 miles. And I walked walked 500 500 more. 
Yeah. Just to be the just, men because there's two of them to walk walks. in miles. Yes, that is correct. That was actually that's what I'm talking about Jessica. When <laughs> and that song. What's funny is that will song, fight anybody. Just kidding. I'll say that's amazing. That song and um, Achy Breaky Heart were like on repeat when I was a child. <laughs> two random songs, but they were on repeat. I was like so excited as a nine year old just listening to Billy Ray Cyrus and the Proclaimer anyways. <laughs> hey, Jessica, I wanted to add something. So you were saying how you were doing all these things and uh, you didn't expect your week to go like that. Uh, but you you would rather do those things than uh, I suppose not do them. And that reminds me of um, one of the sermons where, or I think it might have been last podcast episode. I don't remember exactly, but um, something about um, we don't want to live a life that's like boring. Yeah, I think that was last episode. Um, that was uh, really compelling that we we don't just want to like sit there and like kind of not really have anything going on. Because if we were like the main character in a story and somebody mm -hmm. was reading about us and we were just sitting there like not really doing anything, then then that wouldn't be very interesting, right? So, um, well, I don't know. Maybe they would want to know. And then she watched her eighth season of whatever. You know, maybe that's what they want to hear. Tim, who knows? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> There's two ways of looking at it. Yeah. And then yeah, she maybe. finally finished watching all of the episodes of Seinfeld and cried. Yeah, you, you know, and then I took and then she well, we could do and then she wept. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking of Seinfeld. I'm glad you said it, because isn't that show technically the show about nothing? So yeah. you're you're what you're reading about someone watching the show about nothing and and they're just sitting there. So <laughs> having a coffee. <laughs> By the way, Tim, I know you were probably talking about the podcast when you refer to it as an episode, but I would like to start referring to all of the sermons, the live sermons as episodes. And it'll be like on the next episode of PUMC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we yeah, can invent some fake drama every week. Like Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few things happening. I know we just wrapped up a lot of stuff this past couple of weeks with, with the church, but I do know, um, keep in mind, November is right in front of us and we do have a lot of things happening. I know that we've got um, the continuation of food for thought on Wednesday. We also have surviving the holidays. It's um, grief share. That's on Saturday. Uh, looks like November fourth from 9 a.m. to noon and definitely encourage you to check that out if you um, are struggling with um, having lost a loved one you're unsure about navigating the upcoming holidays also aspire and that is going to be taking place on november 17th that's a women's night out 7 p.m you can sign up in the lobby and then on november 4th there is the United Methodist Church 101 from 1 to 3. For those that are new to PUMC, I encourage you to check it out. Amber and I did participate in a session where we were able to learn more about the United Methodist Church. 
Um, Pastor Jim does a great job of sharing all about John Wesley and also find a way to potentially volunteer yourself, get involved with the church. We love when people are able to share their gifts, whether that's through kindness, through vocals, through uh, printing things. What else could we do? Really firm handshakes, whatever you're good at. <laughs> we want that all. Please don't yes. touch <laughs> <laughs> I like the firm handshakes. Uh, yes. Maybe that could be, if you're a lovely greeter, you could do the firm handshake. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. That is perfect. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Beth. Are there any other events happening in November? Because I can think of one that you missed. Veterans Day? No. Wait. And it's the perfect segue to lead into who our guest is today. I will let them talk about what is <laughs> happening in November. But also, don't forget that we have Veterans Day coming up. So if you know of a veteran or you are a veteran, definitely take advantage. If you are a veteran, take advantage of a lot of the free breakfasts that go on. That's right. on November 10th. Yeah. That's that's um, exactly um, what to look forward to, the free breakfast. Yes, it's on a Friday. <laughs> Veterans Day is on a Friday this year, which is always nice because I'm able to have a little bit of flexibility with my job on Fridays. But if you know a veteran and you would like to thank them for their service, encourage you to do so on Friday, November 10th to honor Veterans Day. Just remember, Veterans Day is different from Memorial Day. Memorial Day, we remember those that sacrificed their lives for our country and remember those that we've lost in veterans days, those that have served our country and are still living today. So keep that in mind. Next, we've got Beth's ministry moment. Beth, you want to take it away? (laughs) Yes, Jessica. Thank you. Today we have Jody White. (laughs) I was going to say something. I was going to introduce you as Mrs. Pastor Jim, because that's what you're (laughs) (laughs) and she's here to talk to us about the the quilting group that meets on the first saturday of the month from nine to twelve welcome jody we're glad to have you yay welcome hey good to see all your smiling faces yeah (laughs) so i have been invited to share with everybody all a million of your listeners six, we're over <laughs> over six or seven million so oh, yes. yeah it's okay. it's crazy great so approaching <laughs> eight million of you uh, <laughs> all of you invited to join us on the first saturdays of the month at the church in the social hall from nine to noon um the those of us who are quilters or sewists i don't know if you knew that was a word I did did not. I I did not. Yes, we are sewists. We bring our sewing machines and or our handwork and um, sew with each other. And we've sort of um, grown and encompassed the shawl ministry who bring their yarn crafts, their crocheting and or knitting. And we even have a couple of people who on occasion bring their looms and do some weaving. And uh, a lot of times we have people who come without bringing a project, but just for the fellowship. I've always told people, hey, you know what, if you've got a bunch of thank you notes you need to bring uh, to write, why don't you just bring them on Saturday and write thank you notes while you talk with us. Every single time we get together, we bring show and tell. 
So all the stuff we've made since the last month when we got together. And um, man, there there are a couple of women who generate like two whole quilts every single month. It's <laughs> crazy, amazing. And as inspiring as it was to be at the Trunk or Treat event with the vendor booths yesterday, it's equally inspiring to show up at, at Quilting Group and see all of the creations that our people know how to make. And we all get to share opinions and fawn over everybody's creations and really give each other a lot of encouragement. It's a great place to go and hang out. I love it. That is so cool. What's the the longest uh, you've ever worked on a, a single project? Like nonstop? Well, like all together. I've got about 40 projects in my quilting room that I have started and not yet finished <laughs> like eight years ago. Oh my. Hey, that's, that's really cool that like you have the opportunity to resume any one of those projects. You can always just come back to it. Yep. Absolutely. You get it to the point where you, where your inspiration has you now, and then you have to wait until the inspiration yep. hits you later. Right. In right. order to, Yeah. So I also wanted to mention that Jody is actually a really good teacher too. I've um I've been I I technically represent the crochet part of the group, but I've been disguising myself as a sewist these past probably the past two months or so. And Jody helped me make a really cool midi bag is that what it's called she helped me make it and I look at it and I can't believe that that's a thing that I put together and I did if you left me to my own devices to try to make a second one on my own it's not going to look like that but Jody was um with me every step of the way and I just love my favorite thing about going to the quilting group and and making that bag is how big of a cheerleader you and your mom are when because Jeannie who is the new Inga the new office manager also made a bag and she doesn't sew and I tell you what there's nobody who is more excited for you than Jody and her mom when you finish your bag and wow, Joanne wasn't there at the last quilting meeting, but I did receive a text message from her congratulating me on finishing my bag. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's yeah. awesome. So even if you have been wanting to pick up sewing or try it out. Um, I would recommend just coming because if you have your own materials or you have something in mind that you want to make, um, they'll help you do it. Deborah Reddish still tells me about how um, she had a quilt of her mom's that was unfinished. And she asked if the ladies would be able to finish it for her and they were like oh no we're not gonna finish it for you but we can help you finish it and they did so oh my gosh that's wow that's so cool and i'm glad you mentioned that um to encourage everyone to just uh come even if they don't have experience uh it kind of like falls into the other thing that um jody was saying 
that you could just come for fellowship. You don't have to do anything uh, sewing related. Um, you could just be there for encouragement um, and you'll be encouraged, I'm sure. So, yeah, that's just a wonderful, inclusive, uh, inclusive event that uh, Jody uh, brought up here in the ministry moment. That's so awesome. So we expect to see you there this Saturday, Tim. No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do house calls by any chance where... We just put our phone numbers on a list and then you guys just call us and encourage us and just say, you're doing great. I'm so mm. proud of you. You guys no. also do that? We don't just call. We show up at your house with our sewing machines. <laughs> <laughs> the sewists are there in person. Yeah. <laughs> we literally have one or two spare sewing machines in the cabinet and we yeah. have a whole cabinet of beautiful fabric. For you to choose from so you can literally just make your project with the notions and the threads and the fabrics and the machines that are right in the cabinet there we have an iron uh ironing pads ironing boards everything cutting mats we're ready to go wow. you guys also have matching jackets that you've made uh my mother and mary larson have matching jackets that they have made <laughs> <laughs> so you guys could do like the PUMC sewists and you have like a letter like letter jackets that you guys like kind of like the pink ladies except you're the sewist ladies they would have random scraps of thread all over them <laughs> <laughs> patches everywhere anyway. just <laughs> that's amazing jody how long have you been you know making quilts and and what is it about making quilts that you know makes it so exciting to continue working on new projects you know i my the first quilt class i took was when uh my husband was in grad school and i was uh we were married of course but i was not in grad school so he was busy in the evenings and after i got home from work i wasn't busy and he wasn't available so i was trying to think of something to do with myself and i enrolled in adult education courses mm -hmm. and i took a uh, uh, hand quilting literally you cut all the pieces out with scissors and you sewed them together by hand Whoa. and i made a quilt and decided hand quilting was not for me. Anything <laughs> <laughs> is not for me. And then I moved on to um, a sign language course, which didn't really stick. And then a stained glass course, which did stick. And I do still have all of my supplies and my my um, uh, tools and everything in here. I've made a project in the last couple of years, but not many. And then fast forward to our church in Hawaii. Uh, we started small group ministry by calling them passion groups. And whatever you were passionate about, you could make a group for it. So we had a gardening group and a bowling group and a cooking group and an eating group. And they never got together. I don't understand that. <laughs> they were too busy eating. Quilting group. And I thought, yes, I want to be a part of that. And so I literally have been quilting for almost 20 years now thanks wow wow that's so cool yeah that's amazing i love that a weird thing to start quilting in hawaii because <laughs> that's a warm place so 
it's a little uncomfortable to have hot quilts all over you. <laughs> right. The thing I really love about quilting is in the sense, in, in one sense, it's um, so precise that some people can get it and some people just can't get it. it mm-hmm. uh, all the mathematics of quilting is built on quarter inch seams. So you can you can calculate that when you sew two pieces of fabric together, the result will be a half inch smaller in length than if you add those two pieces together. You know, the, because mm-hmm. so you're a scientist. You're that's, so I that's where sewist comes sewist <laughs> comes in from quilting or sewing and scientist. It's a sewist. Wow. Now, so I that. love the precision of it, but I also love it that. Once you know that piece right there, you can just go off on on creating your own project without a pattern. And it's not like with clothing, in order to get a size seven versus a size seven and a half, you have to pay attention to these lines and you got to sew these curves. And sewing seams are always five eighths of an inch, which is a really awkward measurement, I think. And then you have to snip all kinds of things. In quilting, it's not like that. It's a bunch of straight lines with a with a quarter inch guide and then you, you can kind of turn your brain off just a little bit and just do all your piecing wow. quickly it's um it's really nice you know there are a lot of men who quilt there mm-hmm. are there are regular features in my quilting magazines that i subscribe to of uh, men who own like auto mechanic shops and they have a bunch of sewing machines in the upstairs and all the guys after work have to clock out and spend one hour quilting upstairs and it teaches them their tactile abilities and to use the other side of their brain and to use their math and their calculations and their precision work and they turn out these guys turn out some really gorgeous quilts i love it really awesome wow for you in the quilting group tim you can do it (laughs) that's my invitation right there yeah It's so nice. (laughs) If you're intimidated by sewing, though, you could also learn how to crochet. (laughs) Or, or, Tim, if you ever feel overwhelmed, just know that your name is in intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't see that coming. (laughs) Now I just referenced that sermon series again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, first Saturday of every month from nine to noon. And anybody is welcome to come at any point in time, even just to see what's been created and be inspired. Yeah, that is so cool. (laughs) We usually have muffins. Ooh, yes. Okay, that is where... Things kind of turn around here, okay? Everyone. That's like the full the full package. You could do the sewing, you could do crocheting, you could do fellowship, and then there's muffins. I mean, yeah. how could you not win? But <laughs> if eating muffins is your passion, we invite you to come join us. You know, it almost sounds like it's like this mini college where you get all these clubs. You're like, here's the crochet club, the yeah. quilting club. That's true. And I would definitely join the eating club and no one would find us just like the other place because we're busy eating. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to go ahead and move into sermon feedback. Jody, we love if you could join us so that you can uh, provide. Too bad it's not 
your husband's sermon that you can critique and provide feedback on. Yes, a very strong critique. Very strong. (laughs) Yes. But we would love if you could join us. Do you want to stick around? I would love to. Awesome. So this past Sunday, Pastor John uh, had a sermon series over, or it was just a single sermon over, the title was Kindling. And we talked about 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And I'll go ahead and read those really quick. That way we can all uh, be on the same page with what we went through. I'll read from the message version. I, Paul, am on special assignment for Christ, carrying out God's plan laid out in the message of life by Jesus. I write this to you, Timothy, the son I love so much. All the best from our God and Christ be yours. Every time I say your name in in prayer, which is practically all the time, I thank God for you, the God I worship, with my whole life in the tradition of my ancestors. I miss you a lot, especially when I remember that last tearful goodbye, and I look forward to a joy-packed reunion. That precious memory triggers another, your honest faith, and what a rich faith it is handed down from your grandmother, Lois to your mother Eunice, and now to you. And that special gift of ministry you received when I laid hands on you and prayed, keep that ablaze. God doesn't want us to be shy with his gifts, but bold and loving and sensible. I love that uh, message version. (laughs) Yeah, that's really fascinating. That's so cool. What did you guys think about the sermon this past Sunday, Tim? First, Tim was wondering if you just pretended it was about you and that Paul was talking to you personally. Yeah, 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 that that, that did occur to me. I'm like, you know, uh, I am not the Timothy in the story, but I can get some really full relatableness here and especially uh i i don't know like maybe it's just a coincidence or it's god or or um something cool like that but basically that that one point um in that passage and and um pastor john expanded upon that uh the in the new revised standard version you have uh cowardice uh he uh paul encouraged timothy um to avoid cowardice and um instead embrace uh, power, love, and self-discipline. And isn't that kind of similar to what the types of things that I've been pursuing? I don't know. It, it's just Timothy. the likeness is kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite thing that Pastor John said was, stop being a coward and pull yourself together, Timothy. And I will not provide context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know how you mentioned Beth? Uh, someone's talking to you in the podcast. That's how I felt oh, yeah. when I was listening to Pastor John in the sermon. I was thinking about that as I said it. And I was like, I wonder if Tim felt the same way listening to the sermon. Yeah, and he, he said it emphatically too, which made, made it even better. <laughs> Oh, did he look right at you when he said it? <laughs> oh, I was watching it online, so I, okay. I missed that. He probably yeah. would have looked right at me, though. Yeah, sure. he would have. Jody, what were your takeaways from this past Sunday? Actually, regarding that specific scripture, I was thinking, um, so the word, you're right, uh, Tim, he used a, a little bit different wording than you just read, but uh, do not give us a spirit of cowardice or fear. But instead, a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. And I thought, well, you know, I've thought of the power of God being like a spirit 
and having a spirit of love. I've thought of it that way. I have never thought of self-discipline as a spirit. Wow. I've thought of it as a practice. Mm. And, and then when I was reading that scripture over again, just to remember which one it was, it was verse seven. Um, that translation said the spirit of a sound mind. And I thought, wow, I'll just I'll have to just rethink that in my life, being a spirit and and try to to see how that changes my focus on self-discipline as something not only just that it's a, on your to-do list, you know, right. but, but if you think of the spirit as maybe something that embodies you all the time, trying to figure out how to how to live a life that is filled with a spirit of self-discipline. Whew, I got challenged. Yeah, I, that's that's I so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I think self-discipline is like, I think everyone kind of strives to be disciplined in certain areas, whether it's health journeys, creating habits, you know, or just really instilling a certain way of life within our own environments. And so I was definitely taken aback when I did read that part about self-discipline because I I immediately started thinking of if somebody were to look at my life, would they think, oh yes, she has so much self-discipline. Like she's able to even translating it into self-control in some capacity, you know? And I don't know, I feel like that's a lot of times the hardest things to kind of follow through with because we are human and we get tired and we want to do our own things because we're just so tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm so tired too, Jessica. I'm I'm right there with you. I I was wondering why it caught me so much off guard. Have I, have I displayed a lack of discipline lately? And that's why it sort of jarred me. And then Mm. when I saw it in a different translation, um, and the spirit of a sound mind, I thought, oh, that's what it was. Whenever I hear sound mind, I'm like, yeah, I got that. And and then I get to self-discipline. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like basically having a sound mind is, I think, essential to um, normal everyday functioning or something like that. And especially when you have the other things like uh, love and power, um, then you actually have the whole picture. And Um, That kind of leads into like the other thing that Pastor John was saying, where he quoted an author. He said um, that uh, without all three of those things, then um, it just you end up with a result that is not so helpful. Like one of the uh, one of the ones I was thinking about is if you have power and love, but you don't have a sound mind, then you're just um, you kind of have aimless passion or aimless i'm kind of paraphrasing using my own words here but um so yeah it's it's really powerful i think um if we can actually uh practice all those things but um the other thing i wanted to mention um jody is i thought that was really um awesome that you said that about self-discipline being like a spirit um because i suppose i that's what I, this is kind of like the implementation of what I was talking about earlier, like that whole, like interpreting my stress differently um, and in, viewing it in as positively as possible um, way. I, uh, I sort of felt like that has 
come upon me, uh, sort of like a spirit. Um, not not to say that the Bible is saying anything about stress, but um, I can definitely like relate to that in general. Like the Holy Spirit is just very transformative and and has many many attributes. Uh, uh, the Holy Spirit being being a person of God that I, I can only imagine um, like what all. Uh, the Holy Spirit is capable of for us. I agree. I wrote down some of the quotes that Pastor John said that I think are pretty important. Um, the fear of change is often the result of anticipatory grief. And I have never looked at it that way in my life, but that makes so much sense to me because yeah. that's exactly what it is. And that's exactly why I don't like change, even if it's good change, because I know that I'll have to say goodbye to something. And, you oh know, my gosh. and I thought that was really powerful. Um, yeah. And then the other thing he said was fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. And I'm I pretty really much, like that. Yeah, yeah. that's and, really helpful. And pretty much everything I do, I do with with fear in my heart, but I'm doing it. So that's what matters. Mm -hmm. I have two things that I was thinking of that phrase anticipatory grief. I had never heard it before, um, but it really struck me. So I wrote it down in my notes as well. So it's <laughs> like we were all getting caught by the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are two two things I wanted to mention about that. One is. Um, one of my favorite concepts in the Japanese culture is I'm, I am a quarter Japanese for those of you who don't know. And one of my favorite concepts is called aware and aware is recognizing the inherent sadness in every joy, which sounds horrible, but we all go through it. Like when my child first went to kindergarten you know you're excited for them they're going to experience something new they're growing up and then you realize that you're sad because they're growing up because you're losing your your little baby you know so it's yeah. that sadness that's involved in every joy and it's called aware but the reason it's one of my favorite concepts is if you write it out in romaji romanized characters it's a W-A-R-E. It spells aware. Oh, wow. Isn't that so cool? That's amazing. <laughs> About aware all the time. And just recognize when I'm feeling, this kind of goes back to what you were saying, Tim, when I'm feeling sad about something, try to change the way you're looking at it and see it from a different perspective, that can be a positive. Yeah. Because maybe Awade works both ways. Maybe it's the inherent joy within every sadness. Could be. I'm not sure. But I throw that out there for you to think about. The second thing I was thinking about is that how special it is we as United Methodists get to hear that phrase about anticipatory grief when John Wesley, the father of Methodism, is the one who coined the phrase prevenient grace. Wow. When you go to PUMC 101, you will learn about how the United Methodist Church got started and John Wesley's three different kinds of grace. And the first one that's always mentioned is the prevenient grace. That's the grace that God uses 
or provides to draw you toward him before you even know what it is to be a child of God. It's the grace that brings you there in the first place. Wow. Instead of having to worry about anticipating grief, we are a people who have grace before we even know we need it before we enter that grief. Isn't that so awesome? Yeah. I love it. I love that too. That's, that's so nice. And yeah, I, I, I feel like I can really relate to that because I, I kind of just inched my way into Palmdale United Methodist Church. Like something was pulling me to the church and something was pulling me to have like a much more faithful life. And this kind of reminds me of what Pastor John was saying about a fire of faith. Um, I just kind of felt I, I don't know. I just vibe with that so much, like how, how powerful faith can be. And and yeah, that that's just so cool that the prevenient grace. I didn't know about that. And um, I, I think all of us, to some extent, um, have experienced that um, and or or it, it it comes to the point that we experience that at some point in our lives. And I think I think that's just wonderful. And by the time you're experiencing it and you're aware of it, aware of it, then uh, you're already in the second level of grace because the first level of grace was just getting you there. In the- <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. As I feel like I'm learning so much in this podcast today. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. I'm thinking of the part where Pastor John was talking about how we're in the season of people who are basically trying to get scared, you know, and how he referenced that Ted Ed talk and how, like, why is it like, why do people want to get scared and all of that? And there was a quote, he said, emotions can be contagious. The parts of the brain that are active when friends scream are, are active in us when we watch them. This not only intensifies our own emotional experience, but makes us feel closer to those we're with. And so it made me just kind of think about. That happens when you sew together, too. That happens when what? When you sew together. When you sew. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. yes. Those who sew together grow together. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Let's get that on a pillow. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> but it made me think about, you know, a, a time of reflection. And for those listening, take a moment and think about what are you, you know, portraying or what are you giving off to your friends and what kind of emotions are contagious for those that are around you? Are you giving off something that is using your power for good and if you're making this contagious uh spirit of uh wanting to get further with jesus or are you somebody who is contagious with sad things you know like just thinking about what are you giving off and what is contagious um in your own life in terms of how people are receiving you and that was something that i really started to think about was i'm hoping that when when I'm around people that they can find a sense of positivity and just excitement for life. Like that's what I hope 
can be my contagious, you know, ness. I don't know what it's called, but that's kind of what I started to dive into. And, and also just in reference of his sermon with the kindling and what keeps us going, you know, and how can we continue to have that fire in us to continue growing and, and so that was that was really fascinating for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up Jessica because I think unconsciously I I've, I've sort of been trying to like tune my way in which I communicate with others and relate to them and everything like that. I've just been trying to improve um like I I think maybe all of us experience this to some extent where we have an intention to communicate with somebody in a certain way and then it doesn't exactly work out the way that we wanted it to or maybe it, it worked out completely like uh the way that we wanted it to um and so yeah it's it's like hopefully we're like putting our best foot forward and we're loving our neighbor and it, and they're responding in a way that like uh their life is benefited um that that's like a wonderful thing and um but but sometimes it doesn't always happen but yeah like what you were saying is is really fascinating that the fact that we uh the emotions tend to um like it's almost like it's like you have one emotion and then somebody matches your emotion like you're playing a matching game with someone or something like that it's it's <laughs> If I go into a room and the vibe is off, it's very off-putting to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I guess it's Halloween. Everybody is just, you know, they they just want to have an off-putting feeling uh, the entire time when they're yeah. watching a movie, when they're uh, going through a scary um, uh, area of some sort, like a theme park. You know what? That just reminded me of something, Tim, and I, I, I wish we would have thought of this sooner, but one of my favorite things in Hollywood, Hollywood, well, in Hollywood too, but in Halloween season is when I watch people go through those haunted things and watch them get scared. There's something so <laughs> funny about those videos that it's, it's contagious how much they're not liking it. Um, but it made me think, Tim, we totally should have put you through one of these and videotaped you going through it. Jessica, when six or seven, we had, we had passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain and my kids didn't really like any of the the scary rides. So we spent most of our time. Well, they also weren't tall enough for them. So we spent most of our time in in the little kid areas. And I think there were maybe a couple rides in the regular areas that my kids could go into. And so we were leaving for the day. And it was around when they were doing the fright night. And um we asked they they have a strict no like zombie like they don't have any of the scary people walking around in the kids areas and we were trying to leave and we accidentally walked by one of the scary zones and and uh, the the zombie spotted owen and he freaked out and like started crying and running away but what he actually did was he started running further into the scary zone <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and I just felt so bad for him. And he was actually going to go to Fright Night this year. Um, but those plans fell through. But I was like, are you sure you can handle it this time, Owen? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe that should have been. I don't know if that would have been something approved for for Ignite for the youth. But <laughs> I mean, I would have totally gone with them to experience it. I do not like getting scared. I if I do watch a scary movie, the majority of what I do is I stare at the person next to me to watch their reactions. <laughs> and then I'm like, if they jump, then I jump. And it's like I'm watching it. But that's literally all that I do. <laughs> so for me, I, I personally like getting scared. Uh, and when I go to those one of those theme parks, I can't remember which one I went to last year, but I went to one last year. And um, when when one of those people approached me, those scary people, I just scream like a little girl. And then it gives <laughs> me like some sort of like like, I don't know, it's it's hard to describe, but just like this like thrill, like it's somehow it's like uncomfortably rewarding of some sort. And uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I'm one of those people that is uh, cool with being scared. Um, it's something somehow it's enjoyable. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I think, think one meant, thing huh? Beth had, a, had an idea. Is that what that noise was? Yeah, that was light bulb. No. Um, <laughs> and I just wanted to tell you that the idea of like, how tall are you? Uh, six four. So the idea of a six foot four grown man being scared and screaming like a <laughs> little girl while being scared by a zombie at an amusement park that is my favorite visual right now like <laughs> Tim's like walking around and he's in line eyesight with the person on stilts that's a, that's a total golden retriever energy move <laughs> I love it Guys, I, I, I great Dane is afraid of a cat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I appreciate everybody's feedback on the sermon. I think we can all agree it was contagious. We all learned something. Um, and so Yeah, yeah I, I think have, it uh, it brought forth the fire in all of us, uh, based on the animated conversation we just had about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go ahead and move into our prayer requests for this week. And we'll start with our special guest, Jody. Jody, do you have any prayer requests for this week? I have one that I would love for you to keep in mind. I have a coworker and he found out uh, last November, so a year ago, that his two-year-old had cancer. And mm. she has been having a really rough time and has been in ICU for the last week and a half. And it just seems really, really wrong that a two-year-old should have to endure that. So if you can just yeah. keep him oh, and yeah. your prayers, please. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. That's yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll pray for for uh, your coworker and her. Uh, is it uh, your coworker is a he or she? It's a he. Yeah. So um, definitely prayers for, for him and his two-year-old. Wow. Tim, any prayer requests for this week? Um, I think kind of leading off of the sermon, um, 
a prayer for courage for me to continue in what I see as insight and like a path forward for for me to live my life more fulfillingly. So maybe continuing to interpret my stress in a more positive way and um, really looking at um, what I can do to improve my life, um, foregoing immediate rewards and looking to future rewards. Um, so a prayer for confidence in, in all of those regards. Okay. Will do. Thank you for sharing, Tim. Thank you. Beth? Well, my poor friend Lucy can't catch a break, and um, it's not really my story. Um, She's having a medical procedure done tomorrow, so if you could pray for her and pray for that, that would be... She needs lots of prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When it rains, it pours is kind of how I think of it sometimes, you know, like one week you're like, I'm not going to do anything. And then the next week, everything's busy. Yeah. Wow. We'll definitely be praying for Lucy though. Did you end up giving Lucy the rock? I did. I actually had stockpiled a a bunch of little things to give to her. And um, I think it was last weekend. She asked if um, I would be able to watch her dog because she said she just needed to get away for a little bit. And Mm. so she went to um, her boyfriend's mom's house because she's really good at helping her when she's feeling down. And I was like, wait, are you leaving right this second? I have stuff to give to you. And so I I gave her all this stuff. I made her, I made her a sticker that has Kevin James on it. And then I put a quote, from a Bo Burnham song. And then I said that it was a, it was Martin Luther King who said it. (laughs) 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 And um, I don't know the Kevin James thing for like a couple months ago, all of these Kevin James memes just started popping up on the internet for no reason at all. And then I just thought it would be funny to start sending them to my family. And it really like gets a reaction out of Owen, my 16 year old, every time I send one. So occasionally when I think about it, I just send him that picture of Kevin James and he's like, why? And, <laughs> and I made myself the same sticker that I gave Lucy and I put it on my visor of the car, like where the mirror is. So every time I have to pull it down to block the sun, I'm like, whoa, it's Kevin James. So <laughs> the rock, the the rock said the struggle is part of your story. That's what the rock said. And I, I couldn't decide which one to give to her because I also kept one for myself. And it said, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. And I asked her which one she would choose and she was like well which one were you planning on giving to me because I was like and so I told her I thought she could use the the story as part of the struggle the struggle is part of the story this Mm -hmm. this story is also part of the struggle but anyway and she was like yeah that's the one I was leaning towards so long story long yes she has the rock that's good I'm, I'm really glad that's 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 a really wonderful saying um, but what what was it again? Uh, Bet the story. <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> the story is part of the struggle, but it is 
The struggle is a part of your story. <laughs> the story is the struggle. That's true. Right. That is true. That's been my experience. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So. But it also makes for an interesting character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and an interesting okay. story. <laughs> and an interesting struggle. No, I'm just <laughs> So I think for me, this next week is really just, uh, I think, appreciating the small moments throughout the week. Because I think I'm always going to wish I had more time to rest. But life is so short. And I realized last week that even though I was busy, I did appreciate all of the moments. And so I think I want to continue that spirit of appreciation that I have both arms, both legs, a sound mind for the most part, especially when I have coffee and you know, <laughs> just the ability to, to see and to hear and just really just, I want to appreciate every little thing that I have in front of me and in the moments and finding ways that I can maybe spur on others and help them to, you know, fan their flame and become uh, more positive for other people if they're experiencing a lot of down, you know? So basically just uh, world peace. That's about it. Great. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> that, that's really nice. No, I think, I think that's great. Jody, we are so appreciative that you have taken the time to hang out with us, to talk about um, things that are going on in your life, to talk about sermon feedback and sharing your prayer requests with us. We're excited to see all of the new things that you will create and all of the, and hear about all of the unfinished projects that you will someday tackle. Oh, that's I the joy of it. <laughs> <laughs> what was that saying, Beth, that what was it? One of us came up with the saying for sewing. It was Jessica. And she said, those who sew together grow together. <laughs> That's right. And that's what's on their jackets that they all have that are matching. <laughs> that's correct. Yep. That's the merchandise. So the, if it's not uh, available yet, it might be available soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I would but, like to give a special shout out to Ann Sutherland, who uh, I met this past Sunday at the Trunk or Treat, who is one of our listeners we love that you are listening to our podcast and we are so appreciative uh, for your kindness and for the things that you create uh, at Palmdale United Methodist Church. So I did want to mention that. That's great. I have the honor of having one of Ann Sutherland's started but not yet completed quilting projects that she's decided to bequeath to me. <laughs> <laughs> Part of my sewing room for several years now. <laughs> <laughs> guys you remember that project yeah and you remember that remember that Anne? <laughs> and then you wrap it up and you can give that to her for christmas <laughs> yeah. all right well we hope everybody has a wonderful week beth do you want to close it for us because i know i make things very awkward Thanks for stopping by. We're all from different places. We all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.